0: This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000.
1: Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Time for another smoking hot edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, as as always on ESPN app and man what a week this has been Mike between you know a wild trade in the NBA that we saw last night and all the trades in baseball it has been one busy and active deadline and I will tell everybody as Mike and I tape this podcast the deadline has not passed yet something could happen and likely will happen that unfortunately we just won't be able to react to until next week but Mike I mean there's already been a flurry of action the Cubs and Sox making moves, and the Dodgers dropped the bomb on everybody last night. It's been a wild week.
2: Yeah, it's been a wild week. San Diego, uh, uh, showing people they want it. Uh, you know what? I think the White Sox, with that trade, great job for the second baseman. I wanted Frazier. It didn't happen. They go out and get somebody else from within the division, which was a stunner to me. I mean, if you're a Cleveland fan, you got to be so irate, even though they were out of it. Um I understand what happened on the north side. It was time for everybody to go. I have no problem with them all being let loose. Do whatever you have to do. The team basically reached its peak in 2016. Um, they're basically the 85 Bears. I thought they would do better. If somebody would have told me that within five years, that uh, if this indeed happens, that Brian Baez, and Rizzo would all be gone. Rizzo alone, I would have said, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's an absolute... Uh, you know, it was a necessity, but I think uh, ownership threw in the towel. Theo Epstein threw in the towel early, uh, got rid of Hugh Darvish, got rid of Schwarber. Uh, Rizzo, I mean, get whatever you can for him. I, I wish him nothing but the best, but uh, you got to go on, and you got to try to retool this team and see what happens. I think Jed Hoyer will follow the Theo Epstein playbook. He might even talk to Theo Epstein throughout this whole thing. Who knows? So we'll see what happens, but, you know— uh, I think they underachieved at some at some point. That division was a middling division yeah. from for so long, Carm. And you know what? At the excuses I heard the next year that they were hungover, that you know it was a grueling grind in 2016. The manager, nobody, including the captain Rizzo, ever said, Hey, let's go. Cut out the excuses. They went along with the narrative, and they—I think—at the end of the day, I'm glad they got the one, but I think they fell short. And see you later. That's yeah. it.
1: It's funny, like you think of where you know uh, they were, like you said, at the peak there in 15, 16, right. 17, when they were back in the NLCS. If you would have said in just like the blink of an eye that you know Madden would be somewhere else, and Rizzo and Brun- like they'd all be gone, I mean, you, you, most people probably wouldn't have believed it. You're right. I don't know that people thought that the window would kind of close as quickly as it did. Especially when you look at the Dodgers continuing you know, going on like a decade of sustained success now with big league talent that produces in a minor league system that continues to just produce player after player that either helps them or then, then nets them players like Scherzer and Trey Turner with the prospects they used to get them uh, yesterday.
2: And I don't want to hear they don't have the money. I mean, uh, I saw something that was very relevant on Twitter yesterday. Ricketts bought the team for under a billion dollars. Now it's worth $3.5 billion. So so in 12 years, you've made three times the amount of money yeah. that you basically put in. Uh, but I think they saw a team... That stopped acting like a team. I mean, I, I understand Bias wants to get back at the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds owned them this year. I don't know how you guys felt about Little League coaches, but you're walking all the way to first base, pulling out your jersey. You got a manager that's not going to say anything to anybody. It's comical that LaRousse has been questioned in this town while David Ross has been allowed to just stand in the dugout and let the buddies who got him to that point do whatever the hell they want. I stopped seeing hustling to first base. The team basically quit they saw the handwriting on the wall so like i said it's time to clear clean house i think they underachieved i thought they were going to win one more
1: uh i would imagine maybe cub fans wouldn't mind cheering for the yankees for the rest of the year if they don't have any other rooting interest in any other team because rizzo was a beloved figure and uh the yankees while they might be nine games or so out of the division they're there in the wild card race and um, I, I, you know, the the moves they made help them. I mean, Rizzo and Gallo are certainly going to help the Yankees, and you've seen a, a slight adjustment in some of their odds. I'm
2: trying to, try to figure playoffs. out which guy's going to sit. You got Stanton, you got Judge, you got Gallo, you got Rizzo. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to sit. I mean, uh, uh, Lemay, who played first base for him,
1: I would uh, think Lemay shifts night. back over to second, right? I mean, that's kind of that would seem a little bit okay. More now natural. you
2: got Stanton, you got Gardner, you got Judge. You need a DH. I think Rizzo's not going to start all the time. I don't think – I think he's not going to start all the time. like first in DH maybe. Right, right. Or gives him right. a day off at DH, something like that. Yeah. Yes. I don't think he's going to be an everyday starter. Plus, he's got the back issue. And I think that they – you know what? We got the number ninth prospect in the Yankee organization and the number 12 prospect for him. I mean, you got to take that deal. You got to sure. try to get somebody for this guy. I mean, you know, I mean, they just – you know, my memories of Rizzo are, are, are good memories. I think he's a great guy. Uh, you know, but but basically, uh, I didn't see I, another memory of him is when they were losing in the playoffs and he's laughing in the dugout. They won't do that in New York. He's seen laughing in the dugout. The media yeah, won't be mean. so kind. <laughs> they're, they're mean. mean. In New York. <laughs> they will, t- they, you know, they could come out with he's charitable and everything else. So are a lot of people. But if he doesn't do the job, he will face media scrutiny that he never faced in this vanilla town. Yeah,
1: that's a, it's it's a whole different. There's there. if
2: he's hitting 150 and he's one for 15, he will hear it. Yeah.
1: They eviscerate you. The Yankees go from a plus-110 slight dog to make the playoffs to minus-110 after the flurry of moves they made. The World Series odds haven't changed too much. You wouldn't expect them to. The Dodgers have basically been the favorite all season, even though they're still three games out uh, after a lackluster performance where they were shut out yesterday in that final game against the Giants. I bet
2: that game. I lost that game. I took the Dodgers. The 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 Giants own them.
1: The Giants own them. The Giants have played great against them.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, you get, I, I, I'm giving the Giants, uh, you know, they were plus 125. I'm minus 135 with the Dodgers. You got a bunch of studs on that team, uh, on the Dodgers. And the Giants are playing harder. They're, they're, they're playing with more purpose. They hustle. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: I, I will say, and Mike and I even touched on this last week with the Giants. Right. I mean, I feel like every week until they're not, and first we're going to say this, I mean, we're going into right. August and we're like, wait a minute, the Giants are still three games up in that division and they're still not favored to win that and
2: division. And they're not intimidated. They're not, yeah. By the Dodgers, they're not. I, I go back to a time when the Giants used to play, you know, second fiddle to the Giants, with, uh, to the Dodgers with Colfax, Drysdale, that whole band, you know.
1: yeah. The Dodgers are – and this is another comp that we've made. I mean, the Dodgers and the White Sox really have had to overcome a lot this season in terms of injuries. And, you know, the White Sox uh, have a, the the the, fit, the the good fortune, I guess you'd say, of being in a bad division. And that's okay. You don't apologize sure. for it. It is what it is. The Dodgers in a much more difficult division, but I still think that's why – they're the favorite. They're the betting favorite. They're the Vegas favorite to win the World Series. They're plus three twenty-five. White Sox are the third choice right now. By the way, at seven to one. But both teams have had to overcome so much, um, and you, you see it with the White Sox right now. I think, Mike, look, they've scored seventeen runs in their last eight games. The, the and Rodon so doesn't incomplete. look
2: unstoppable anymore on the pitchers. Yeah, mouth. the last couple, the last couple games, not as great. You're right. You know, so, so there, I don't expect them to go to the World Series, but I, 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 I'm glad they're having this type of year surprise me, you know, because they're not making a lot of trades because the guys are getting back from the injury list, like Eloy. Right. It's like getting somebody back in a trade.
1: Right, and Robert. And and G- Robert and everybody point. else.
2: I yeah. don't know when is going to come, but they address that situation. Right. I think we need uh, – the pitchers are going to start having some pressure on them. Uh, they didn't face this last year, just like the Dodgers. You know, they won in an abbreviated type of situation. Well, they're playing the whole gamut, and all of a sudden the Dodgers don't look – unbeatable like they did during the uh, covid restrictions
0: boy
1: that trade should help them big time though Scherzer's are still a stud at oh, 37 have another I love Yeah, I mean, how do you not – like, a lot of times, you know, those guys will sign the big free agent deals. He was probably about 30 when he signed it, and there's always a lot of injury risk with pitchers. He did nothing but deliver, Mike. I mean, most of the time you overpay for free agency. He was worth every penny for the net.
2: Oh, he was outstanding. He really was. I love Max Scherzer. He could pitch for me. If I had to have a pitcher to win one game – I'm taking him. He he's comes out badass. to play hard every yep. single time. You know, he doesn't have that sheepish look on his face. If he gets in trouble, he's still as mean as, and as ready to go. I mean, this is a guy who got in a shoving match with Bryce Harper when they were both with the Nationals. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, just back in the day. So, I mean, he's a very competitive guy. And like I've always said, Detroit. If you were the Detroit Tiger fans and you had Verlander and and you just let them walk. I I mean, it's just pitiful what you see. Some. I mean, the Seattle Mariners pulled one this week when they got what the whole clubhouse is down.
1: But they did add Diego Castillo, and I understand, which is kind of an and like I guess Jerry Depoto was hinting at that. Like, listen, I've got a plan; it'll Hmm. be okay. And they traded out, you know, some years of service control, some uh, some control. So. You know, maybe that eases some of the tensions in there. But you were right. I mean, they were upset about the Kendall Graveman trade when it happened. Oh, the clubhouse was week. very upset. Yeah.
2: And, you know, you are you got two games up, or at that time you have two games up on the Yankees for the wild. Card. The Yankees are right there.
1: Yeah they, yeah, they are. I think these two moves help, too. You know, so much for the Yankees being sellers. I think they knew they were close enough. Um, in terms of the wild card, and yeah. like, you know, let's add and yeah, and a controllable player in Gallo and Rizzo should help them. However, they're going to platoon him. Rizzo should help them. Don't too. you
2: think you'll be platooned a little bit? Um, though? I, you know, because kinda, of the I other guys, not saying. because he's bad.
1: Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think I under, I know what you're saying, and I think yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but they need some left-handed power, and they just added two Manu's guys. And lemayu has got to
2: start hitting. He's not a two sixty-four hitter.
1: Agreed, especially after the you last know? couple of years.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right, so Mike and I still have a lot to do here, folks. We'll talk some NFL at some point like we did last week. We'll get you some futures and have some fun with that. we got some other baseball futures and games on the slate uh, for tonight to talk about. Jim Miller will give us some ponies a little bit later on. We'll give you best plays before we're out of here. So we got a lot to do, and we're getting you set for uh, an action-packed weekend. As we talk baseball, NFL, and all kinds of other stuff, we'll even uh, touch on the Olympics a little bit. Don't go anywhere. The Odds Couple coming right back. This is The Odds Couple on
0: ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
1: Back inside the odds couple, presented by Prop Swap here on the ESPN Chicago app. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Don't forget about Mike's win daily stuff every day at 11. Always giving out plays there. Mike's always very accountable. Talks about his wins. Talks about his losses. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Now, normally we'd be talking to our guy, Luke Pergandy. Luke couldn't join us this uh, this week. (laughs) We love Luke. We'll, we'll <laughs> reconnect with them next week yep. for sure. Um, you know, go to Prop Swap. We tell you every week. I mean, you can make money there. You can buy and sell tickets. You got golf going on this weekend Olympics. over at the Olympics. Um, they got a Boston Red Sox ticket for sale, uh, about 13 to 1. It's a good price because most other books have them at like 11 or 10 to 1 right now. So that's the point of Prop Swap. You're always going to get good odds, and make sure you always check out the website. Speaking of some future stuff, you know, we mentioned the updated World Series odds. Really not much has changed. The AL MVP odds, I hate to say it for our buddy Randy Merkin, who's got that Vlad ticket. He got it at 8-1. to one. Vlad's now about 2-1, to one, but the problem is Shohei Otani is minus 650 to win the AL MVP, mm. Mike. He's going to walk to it, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, the guy, I mean, he's pitching, he's hitting. He's amazing. It's, he's a freak. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, he's the modern-day Bambino, if you want to call it that. Uh unbelievable. Go I, I I mean I who knows what happens with Guerrero. Maybe he goes on to tear, uh, you know, and gets some things done. But yeah, he's the it, it seems like Otani no matter what is the people's choice unless he hits the dumpster, you know. Right, yeah uh, over the past month the next month and a half. Unless there's an injury or something. I mean right. I mean I don't know what's going on with the Jacob de Grom sag. I haven't been following it all that much, but he was a cinch. I don't know if he still is. To be a cinch for the Cy Young, but he's been missing, hasn't he? He's In been action. missing,
1: and there's no word yet, really. I don't think on, you know, when we it can expect him right. back. DeGrom is still a very heavy favorite sure for he Cy Young. Is. He's minus 625. Walker Bueller is second at 7 to 1. Zach Wheeler is third at 14 to 1. DeGrom is still the second choice for NL MVP at plus 125, but now Tatis is a pretty heavy favorite to win that award. And You know, like you said, there's two months, and an injury or something could happen. But but if it holds as we've seen, I think Otani and Tatis are going to be your MVPs for 2021, to be honest. Boy,
2: I'll tell you, you know, it it seems like a weird thing. I I am surprised that there hasn't been another pitcher hitter before. I remember Rick Ankeel was a guy that was a great pitcher. Then he ended up being... uh, Out in the outfield and whatever have you, he couldn't throw a strike anymore. You know, you often wonder if maybe they would have tried the same thing with him because he was a heck of a talent. Uh, But this is something else. I mean, it's something that uh, you got to admire no matter what. I mean, it's hard to do those two things at a high level, Uh, just one thing of those two, and yet he's doing both right now.
1: For AL Cy Young, Cole's still a favorite. He got rocked yesterday. Yes, he uh, He gave up about seven and runs in five or something like that in a blowout loss to Tampa. He's still minus 160, and then it's the White Sox, Mikey. Rodon is 3-1. to one. He hasn't been great his last two times out, but he's still the second choice at 3-1. to one. And then Lance Lynn, who goes tonight, is 6.5-1 to, to win the AL Cy Young. So it's great to see a couple of White Sox in the top three choices there.
2: Yeah, I mean, the pitcher, I mean, really the bullpen is the concern for them right now. The starters have to probably have more pressure on them. Uh, I know that the Sox are looking for another arm maybe, what have you, but who knows if that's going to happen. I still have faith in the bullpen for some weird reason with Hendricks up, pulling up uh, the end there in the ninth inning, but we'll see what happens. But the starters have been a pleasant surprise. I thought Keiko was a nice pickup. We've got to yeah. get some more out of him. rodon has got to get himself back on track. I'm not always trusting of Giolito. I really am not. I, Although I, he's I, been
1: pretty good lately.
2: He has, which yeah. is, which is good. Uh, because, you know, there was a little bit of a struggle here and there. So we'll see what happens. They, they seem to have the starting group to get them to where they got to go. And there's not a, there shouldn't be a whole lot of pressure on them. You don't like to see them lose to the Royals three to two. Right. want to see them put up some runs and that's, been the problem not the pitching more than the runs carm
1: yeah absolutely uh mike and i started the show talking about the flurry of activity here in mlb with the trade deadline uh happening today and it's been an uh, unbelievable couple of days and we still could see some more magic today as we take tape this podcast on friday morning for everybody there was also a big nba trade last night uh, going into the draft russell westbrook to the lakers the Ooh. lakers odds were six to one in most places for the title uh when the day started yesterday they got moved all the way down to about three and a half to one it looks like they're settling right now around four four and a half to one the nets are still your two to one favorite for next year here in the early lines that vegas has posted in the um, you know in the futures market milwaukee eight to one to repeat but pretty big trade in the nba you wonder how russell westbrook and lebron might share the ball but I, you know, they wouldn't have done the deal had LeBron not given his blessing.
2: Well, yeah, and you're always in agreement until you're in fire. Russell <laughs> right. Westbrook, no doubt about it, believes he's the straw that stirs the drink. And don't forget, folks, down the stretch, Washington was 17-7. and Yep. Okay? Washington was 17-7, and not because of Beal, more or less because of Westbrook. He was ripping up. He was fantastic the last 25, 30 games. Yeah. I think uh, LeBron— uh, you know who cares? I mean, the carpet bagging that he's done uh, to win titles. I mean, Giannis did it the right way. It's amazing. I saw it on Twitter. God, they're trying to get the next super team when somebody won without a super team this year. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens. But I love Russell Westbrook, and and I think that during the heat of times, if there's a loss, you will see LeBron and Russell Westbrook not back down from each other. Yeah, i gonna I'm be making, interesting. A, I'm making that prediction now. Yeah. A- you know, Davis is like, you know, more. P- less passionate about it than those two guys, and somebody will say something, and they'll be maybe in a losing streak, and there might be a little problem. Last I, I, fri- I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Last Friday, Mike and I talked about the Olympics. U.S. had not played a game yet. Then they uh, go on and they lose to France. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that it was a complete stunner. Considering I bet France. So, yeah, see, there you go.
2: Mike Getting bet France. 12 and a half. I thought it was the gift of a lifetime. I'm sorry but, I didn't mortgage the house on it. I mean, the, because, Pop, oh, we need, we, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, thank, I understand Pop's an all-timer, but come on. We need a little bit more tougher resolve. We really do. I, I, you know, let's hold them accountable. I'm still hoping at minus 200. I'll take them. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they're I'm still rooting like, for the U.S. I'm not going to say they can't do it. Yeah. They've got some great players, but they got to clamp it down a little bit.
1: Look, they, they bounced back and covered a 41-point spread by hammering Iran. The next game is, I think the game if airs. If we would have lost
2: to Iran. I mean, that that's the worst loss we've ever had.
1: There's no way, I'm yeah. still
2: reeling from the Nigerian loss.
1: The, right. So they'll be on uh, early tomorrow morning. I think it's about 8.30 our time that that yep. game tips off. USA Basketball's last game in the pool play here against Czech, uh, Czech Republic. They're laying a big number again, 23. The Czechs actually struggled to put away Iran. I think they needed a, uh, like a big fifth, uh, fourth quarter. So they, they're laying a big number. Um, not going to mess with that. I kind of agree with Mike. I still think they, they've got to... A very good shot to win the gold. Yep. I mean, this team is still, when they put it all together, the most talented, even though they're far from perfect. And they're still the favorite at about, a, you know, they're about a two and a half to, to one favorite or a one to two and a half favorite. Australia is second at five to one. And then France and Slovenia come in. I just at about noticed seven that America's
2: catching up on us and everything from the from the Asian female golfers. Yeah, where there was like six leaves last week that were actually numbered because they're so good to our European basketball players, the Greek freak, uh, uh, Jokic, Doncic. Dans- yeah. I mean, there's been a lot. I mean, are they? They're catching up to us in all sports. So yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if it's the coaching here. I know we have the best athletes. We give them the best facilities available. I mean, but even the bu- but the baseball players overseas, fantastic what, tr- players. Not that ours aren't. But, I mean, there's just been so much of a growth in all sports across any pond you want to go to.
1: Yeah, look at, I mean, in Japan and in South Korea look and at in golf. Taiwan, how popular golf and baseball have become. Absolutely. And how many great athletes come from there now. No doubt about it. All right, when we come back, Mike and I are going to talk some football. I mean, camps are opening. Let's have a little fun. We'll talk about some of the things in the futures market, some over-under totals and some other fun stuff with the Bears. So stick around. We're still going to give you best plays. We'll have Jim Miller a little bit later on. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple
0: on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app.
1: Back inside The Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. And, of course, you'll get the encore replay on the radio station Saturday morning, every Saturday morning, 8 till 9. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're presented, as always, by PropSwap. Training camps have started around the NFL. It's such a different feel, Mike. I mean, it's a signal that football is near, and I think that gets everybody excited. But you go back to the days when... You guys were going on the road to Platteville, and yep. the training camp was literally six weeks, and there were awesome. two-a-days for probably all six weeks. Even when I covered things early in the, the, the early portion of my career, there were two-a-days and night practices, and it was like an extravaganza at A And it's just all kind of disappeared. All these teams do it in their home facilities now, and fan attendance because of COVID and other issues is very limited. It's such a different feeling around training camp these days.
2: I go back to Platteville when you checked into the hotel and you got a key. Okay. There was no card. There was nothing, you know, and I had the time of my life in Platteville. Then I went to lacrosse when Ditka ended up being the Saints coach, which angered at the time many people in Chicago. But also we got more sponsorship. We had uh, we covered the Bears from Platteville and I fought for the show to go with Ditka. With East Schuler and all those guys. Yeah. It was hilarious and it both we ended up having big sponsorships that worked for us. But those were some good, good times. I was never a big fan of Bourbon A. I did the remote there. Somebody came up to me, an officer, and told me to put out my cigar when we were well, doing a remote from there. That, that's
1: true. Yeah, you gotta be yeah.
2: careful on that I said, campus, I, Mike. I, <laughs> I said, Excuse me? And he goes, Put out your cigar. There's no smoking allowed here. I go, Well, this is one place if I was smart enough to go to, I wouldn't have gone to. But uh, uh, you know what? That was fun, too, because I met a lot of people at the bars outside. T.J. Donland. Sure. A lot Donlan's, of the locals. Yeah. I, had, I played captain ships and sailors, did some gambling at the bars there, had a good time. So, you know what? I think Lake Force is a different experience. I went to Lake Force back in the 70s to see Doug Plank and all those guys when you weren't even allowed to do it. Is that right? Oh, we'd, we'd, we'd watch them from, yeah, we'd come. We went through the locker room. Nobody was watching it. We saw can, all the stuff hanging up. Can you, it was imagine get, get, can you imagine getting away with
1: stuff like that today? I mean, no. there's just no way. No, no. That's
2: but classic. those were the days. I mean, I, I saw a guy in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, long blonde hair. I go to my buddy Johnny O'Malley. I go, who the hell is that? He goes, I don't know. It was Doug Plank, That's his first hilarious. year. You know what I mean? We <laughs> so didn't know great. what he was going to turn into, like the headhunter of headhunters. I mean, uh, right. just Who, a little bit south of Jack Tatum,
1: right? Who would know that what oh. he'd go on to mean to the Bears organization? You he looked know? like
2: he looked like one of the Beach Boys.
1: That's crazy. It man. was
2: crazy, and now look at him. He's still around, Doug. Great guy.
1: Yep. So the win total for the Bears seven and a half, uh, minus one fifteen juice to the over, minus one twenty five <laughs> to the under. There's not a lot of love and respect right now. The Bears are going to have to go out and prove it. Um, they do have a tough schedule. That's the one thing I keep kind of circling back to. You know, they, they've got some disadvantages in their, uh, in their rest schedule. You know, how much rest they have versus their opponents uh, over the course of the season. I think the start of the season's kind of tough and I think a lot of it's going to depend on who the quarterback is. It's, it's sort of hard to handicap what the total's going to be for this Bears team, Mike. Well,
2: I'll tell you what. I mean, I saw one of the polls. I don't know if it was Sylvie's poll or one of the polls that go put up on ESPN 1000. 75% of Bears fans think Justin Fields is the most important player on this team this year. You better wake up. Okay, let go of your biases. Khalil Mack's important. Yeah. Uh, Rokan Smith's important. Uh, uh, Andy Dalton's important. If you think Justin Fields is turning your bear jerseys. You people, do you want to win or not? Dalton is going to be the starter, I believe, Carm. And I think, you know, I'm starting to sense some disrespect from uh, the NFL. I'm almost leaning the over. I am. Because I'm here in Minnesota. Of course, now that the crybaby's back here in Rogers. I'm hearing, you know, Green Bay's going to be there. Detroit might be a little better. And I'm not hearing nothing about the Bears.
1: Yeah, Detroit's going to stink. Uh Minnesota, of they are. I
2: I'm not, you know, They got issues.
1: Yeah, they do. The problem is Green Bay's the clear cut favorite yes, in the Yes, they division. are, but only
2: at minus 140, right?
1: right? Yeah. Briefly That's got not a moved, lot, is it? No, briefly got moved down earlier in the week to second choice when there were some rumors about Aaron Rodgers maybe retiring, oh, but that please. quickly corrected itself. Can I he, just say I was I right know, again? I yeah. mean,
2: nobody's yeah. giving up $20, $30 million. Oh, he's a different cat. No, he's not. Yeah. He's, got, he's a guy that wanted more control. Hey, listen, if I'm a wide receiver, and there's, he, he, I don't think he understands cap, the cap, but if I'm a wide receiver, I don't need Aaron Rodgers to recruit me if I think that they're under the cap and I can make money. And play for They them. usually go
1: where the money is, yeah. But yeah. I know, there's got to be some desire to play with a guy like him, too, of I would course.
2: think. But I wouldn't have to have Aaron Rodgers call me to say that.
1: Right, yeah, you'd probably just know you it. you
2: got to know if they are under the cap and you're that good. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, I found that comical.
1: Green Bay is definitely the favorite in the division. Yep. Uh, some, some other Bears uh, over-unders here. Let's look at a few of these. Allen Robinson catches mm-hmm. over-under. 94-and-a-half. The over to me seems very doable. The last two years, 98-and-102, uh, respectively. So both the over and the under are minus 115 on the juice. I think Allen Robinson, knock on Woody, he stays healthy. He goes over that 94-and-a-half number well, this year. you
2: know what? I thought the same thing over, so I'd probably take the under. You you probably take the under? Yeah. I think everybody in America would take the over, don't you? Kind of. I think that sounds so easy. For that him that's because scares he's, you. He's one of the most. He is the most important bear to me. If Allen Robinson goes down, who we have at receiver? Don't know. It, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's to me. If you think not, not Justin Fields, not even any. dog's got to have a, a guy to throw to. He's the guy. I don't know if he's going to be double teamed. I don't know if they're going to defend him differently. I love the way he's come on as a Chicago Bear. He's still playing on a short leash. So I think he's the biggest important guy as far as the offense. I think it makes – if they get – the ball and they move it downfield it will make everything else including david montgomery's runs easier
1: he's gonna have to be good again that's for sure yeah. cole comet catches over under 44 and a half he had just 28 catches on 44 targets last year and those numbers were really low because the bears for whatever reason didn't use him at all really in the first six or seven weeks they yeah. finally got him on the field and his snap count skyrocketed over the second half they barely used him in the first half i think they're going to lean on cole comet yeah. a little bit more and i expect better things in his second season.
2: He should have started or been be able to play his first game. I mean, this is judgment done by Matt Nagy once again, who's shown poor judgment from quarterback to that situation. He should have been playing from the very beginning. Healthy young kid. Uh, don't tell me you couldn't have drawn up 10 plays for him a game to get him that kind. And then I hear Nagy this week finally fess up and say what you and me and probably others said, how do you not play starters in preseason? He says now they're going to have hard practices, that he was too easy. This is a guy that's already been coaching three years, and now he's changing his philosophy. He went with the club dub days. I-, I am absolutely stunned. that in year four, he finally figured out you have to play your starters, and you have to have a tougher type of practice. Situation. He's ping
1: pong back and forth. Oh that's my for sure. god! Especially in the preseason stuff, yep. and and I get wanting to protect your guys to a certain degree, but uh, you're also, you know that. The- the- they didn't play at all. Like he did not play. I don't think it did Mitch any favors that second It year didn't to do not
2: any of them. all. Yeah, I, I think mean, you, I, you jeopardized the, the anybody from Tariq Cohen to anybody else when you don't play some game type situations in preseason. I'm sorry. I've been I've been around the NFL. I've covered the NFL. I've been a fan of the NFL for over 50 years. What he did was like the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen a coach do and I know some other coaches followed but their teams haven't fared as well either. I know this, New England practice. There's a lot of teams that do practice. And it's good to see that Matt Nagy is finally not going to be the player's friend, baby, all, all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Bears to make the playoffs. Yes is plus 170. No is minus 210. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about when you look at the total and just what people think about this Bears team. You they're going to have to plus They're going to surprise some the people. Bears? Plus What's one,
2: that? Se- is it plus 170? Plus
1: 170 the- is yes, minus 210, no.
2: Wow, yep. plus one seventy looks so inviting. I I probably sit this one out, man.
1: Me too. I think. I'm
2: here in eight and I'm here in eight and nine. Come on, seven and a half's the over under. I think we might See, land I, right I, around the number.
1: I like that bet better than actually wagering on are they going to make the playoffs or not. I think you're right. If you're going to sprinkle anything, you, I'd go with the over. You could win nine games, games and not make it. Absolutely, they could so. win eight or nine eight or nine games and maybe yep. not make it. You know, I had. Had Rodgers not come back, then the division would have been up for grabs at eight or nine. It's not, but I still think they're capable of maybe getting to that eight mark, and that would put you over the seven and a half. All right, when we come back, our guy Jim Miller's going to join us.
0: Jimmy!
1: Yeah, he's the man. He's got some ponies for us for the weekend. We'll talk about what's happening down at Hawthorne. We'll give you some best plays, too, so don't go anywhere. We're still cruising along here, having fun, getting you set for the weekend, talking sports and sports gambling. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we're the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app.
0: This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeBalgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple Friday nights at 6 with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
1: the home stretch on the odds couple on this friday night on the sdn chicago app we're presented by prop swap great to be with you mike north carmen defalco and we are joined by one of our favorites to give us some horses for the weekend he is a master he's given out winners over and over again for months and months the handicapper from hawthorne Racecourse, our good friend jim miller
3: Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy what's up buddy Gentlemen, another winning week for us last oh. week, so that's a good thing. We're hoping to keep it going here. Uh, good racing at Hawthorne, beautiful weather, so uh, happy to be on board with you.
1: Weather couldn't be uh, more perfect. It's going to be a nice weekend. Uh, the action is, is hot at Hawthorne. For now, the indoor restrictions have been lifted, but why would you want to be indoors, I guess? I mean, there's so much cool stuff outdoors with the weather being nice, that first-turn terrace and everything, Jimmy, the beer garden. I mean, uh, it's it's great entertaining right now at Hawthorne.
3: Yeah, and it is. And we're bringing food trucks in each and every weekend as well. So you have the food service, like you said, the outdoor terrace. You have a bar service right out there. It's right on the rails. So the action's right in front of you for all the racing action, racing Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday evening. And the racing's been really good too, Carm. A lot of value out there and just just some great money-making opportunities.
2: You know what, Jimmy, I used to love to go to the, to the races, especially in the wintertime. You know, there wasn't a lot going on, you know, January, February, March, you know, well I used to go to the harness track and stuff like that. What is your real busiest time? I mean, people would think it's the summer, but you got things like Lollapalooza, you got mm-hmm. the ball games and stuff like that. Is, is winter very pertinent when it comes to harness racing?
3: I'll tell you, for harness racing and thoroughbred racing, winter is probably the best time. And the reason I say that is you look at horse racing, especially in the month of December and January, there really isn't any place else in the Midwest that has horse racing. So the focus does come to us here at Hawthorne, and it's kind of before you get to those real big spring meets for the Triple Mm -hmm. Crown Trail. It's before you get to that summer racing with Saratoga and Del Mar. So yeah, December and January are great months for racing. We've seen December for thoroughbreds, January in the past for winter harness. They're both very successful, and it's one of those things that we have an all-weather racing surface that can handle it so we don't miss any days either.
1: What will the gambling aspect with points bet and everything else happening at Hawthorne do to improve? improve racing, not only in the harness season, but in the thoroughbred season during the winter, Jimmy?
3: Well, it does a couple of things, Carm. One of those things it does is just expose new fans to the sport, because you get that crossover from sports betting over to horse racing. With the casino construction getting ready to roll, then it's going to bring another group of gamblers in. But what it does for the racing industry, too, is it generates a ton of purse money. And when I'm talking about a ton, we're talking three to four times the purses of what we can offer now. And then that brings in a better quality of racehorse, more trainers, more horses, and it really kind of expands your ability to really improve racing across the state. So they all work in unison, and it's one thing that we've really done a great job just in putting together this plan for Hawthorne to have a racing, sportsbook, and casino all in one.
1: Fantastic. All right, what do we like for this weekend? Like you said, another winning weekend last weekend. You've done that over and over again. What should we be playing uh, horse-wise for the weekend?
3: Staying right at the home track again, Hawthorne race course on Saturday night, guys. Going to start in race two, bet the six, rock it out to win, a short field, but this is a horse that's beaten better and should be really tough. Then race five, bet the one, Lady Bombay, to win in place. you got to try to beat the favor in here, but you're going to get some value with this horse. And then race 11, bet the two, Charlotte Royal, to win. Really tough trip in that last time. Gets things much easier here on Saturday night. All right, so we have the all three races at Hawthorne, uh, Hawthorne for tomorrow. The second race, we're going to bet the
1: six horse to win. The fifth race, the one horse, could get some value here, Jimmy said, to win in place and then the 11th race, we'll bet the two horse to win. Does that sound right? That's right. Let's make some more money. All right, Jimmy, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll see you next week. All right, boys. Take care. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make sure you get out and check out the uh, harness season while it lasts this summer, and the weather's great. And then, like Mike said, they roll into the thoroughbred season uh, right before you know it, all through the fall and winter. So good stuff going on at Hawthorne. And once that points bet, Sportsbook is Uh, The renovation is done. It's going to be fabulous. I mean, the book is open, but they continue to do the uh, renovation and the build-out. And it's going to be really, really good. You know who's been really good lately? Joey Votto. He's homered in oh. six straight games, which I believe is a Reds all-time record. He's plus 340 to hit a home run tonight as they start uh, a road weekend series in the Big Apple against the Mets. Why the hell not? Let's bet. Let's put 20 bucks down Why not, on Joey Votto to hit a home run in a seventh straight. Yeah, Mike. I'm
2: putting that down right now. I'll be right? calling in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? He is on fire. He struggles always, it seems, the last few years early. And then he gets going. I mean, Cincinnati's a much-improved ball club. I don't know where they found this Winkler kid, but, uh, you know, he's great. I mean, they seem to be getting good pitching. I mean, so I give them credit. They handled the Cubs this year, Uh, but you got to take the plus 340, absolutely.
1: Why not? Yeah, White Sox a huge favorite tonight, Uh, minus 200 on the money line, Uh, much more reasonable on the run line if you think they can win by two or more runs. It's minus 105. Lance Lynn, a huge favorite over J.C. Mahee, who has not pitched great but like we talked about, I mean, the Sox have scored just 17 runs in their last eight games. Not surprising, they're two and six in those games. So it's just a matter of trying to get guys healthy and get the offense going here a little bit. But Lance Lynn has been great um, all season long, really. I mean, he's a bulldog, and if anybody's going to go out and stop
2: a little bit of a slide, I think it might be Lance Lynn tonight, Mike. So are you taking are the White Sox? I'll give you everybody this. It's been San Francisco. If you've been betting the White Sox this year in San Francisco, you're winning. Yeah, you're winning. I mean the White Sox, I mean, you know who still I mean I can't believe I sometimes I do the dumbest things, but because of the system sometimes gives it to me. I mean, I take Minnesota the other day with J.A. Happ. The mm-hmm. final score was 17 to 13. No, they right. hit seven home runs right. for God's sake, and I lose the game. How about that's just that? the way yeah, I mean, that was unbelievable. I got to watch the whole thing because it was a day game. Wow. And they were down ten to nothing. I knew a guy that had Detroit the first five innings. They were up 10 to nothing in the third. It was 10 to six in the bottom of the fifth with bags loaded for Minnesota. Otherwise, if that guy hits a home run, it's a bad beat. You oh were winning God. 10 to nothing for first five, and then oh. they almost tied it. So that game was absolutely crazy. So baseball's been tough this week. I've had a 4 and 5 record on my Win Daily show. But I mean, are you taking the White Sox in this match tonight, Karen?
1: No, you know what, I mean, I'm certainly not going to play the money line. It's too much for me to lay uh, two to win one. But uh, I think, you know, like, I have a feeling that Lynn's going to go out and be Mm -hmm. Lance Lynn and they're going to have a good performance against the Indians tonight. Like, I could could see sprinkling a little bit on the run line here tonight at minus 105. I think the Sox will... Maybe stretch their legs a little, being back home finally, and get the offense going. It's it's bound to hit at some point here, even with all the injuries and the inconsistency. I just have a feeling that they're finally going to score some runs last night. They, they, it's dried up too much in the last couple of days. I think they're due.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Baseball teams go through these slumps all the yeah. time. I mean, you know what? I gave away today on the Carmen and Yurko show the Pittsburgh Pirates with some guy named Will Crow uh, <laughs> going against Vince Velasquez. Okay, Will Crow sounds like a a guy from Bounty Law. If you it saw, does. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that you saw with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, but I took them plus one and a half minus the 140. I only got one because it's baseball, folks. I do yeah. lean. Uh, I'm not even going to lean on this one. This one here, uh, to me, uh, in fact, I might give away two tonight because I'm greedy. But the one <laughs> I really like is the Los Angeles Angels minus the 150. At plus one and a half runs against a very good Oakland Athletic team. Anytime you bet against Oakland, it's scary. That's what my system does, folks. Last week I was two and zero. I took the Minnesota Twins with uh, Carmen and Yurko, and then we had Milwaukee over the White Sox, yep. uh, which Carmen liked. But I go two and zero last week. Let's hope we can do the same. But it has been a rough week in baseball.
1: Angels is Mike's. Uh, I kind of here's the one other best play that I'll give you for tonight. Corbin Burns has been dominant on the road. All season, the Brewers in general have just been a great road team. They've got the best road record in MLB, and the Braves I think are a game or two below 500 at home. They'll lay about a dollar thirty here on the Brewers, but I like Burns over Tucson tonight. Uh, Tucson was good in his last outing, but young kid only making his third start. I know the Brewers have some COVID issues right now, and Yelich won't play, but Mm. I like Corbin Burns on the road tonight uh, in Atlanta. So that's the uh, only other recommendation I. I would give out. Yeah. You want to give one more, or are you good? You
2: know what? If I was going to it, I'd have to go against you in that game. But okay, you're going Braves? Run. But no, I'm not going against you, because I'll take the run in a half, minus 135. There you go. With, Perfect. With the Braves. This way, we both win, because that's what me and John Jansen did the other day. We were 2-1. Perfect. We had the over in the Minnesota game. We had the first five Detroit, but we lost to Minnesota full game because it was seventeen forty, so we still went two and one we can we could sweep the board on this let's hope
1: we that happens absolutely good way to play it let's uh let's do it we thank uh, jim miller for joining us as always and randy Merkin and tyler rocky always doing a good job putting the podcast and the show together and uh another one in the books had fun mikey and you too. You know, trade deadlines so much fun stuff to talk about have a great
0: weekend okay you too it's a so long everybody this is the odds couple on espn 1000